Yes, we should probably start recording, and we are now recording. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, Valentine's Day, February 14th. We are all celebrating our Valentine's Day by recording a podcast and shunning the other people in our lives. But it is not five o'clock here. It is five o'clock somewhere. Uh, and uh, we are drink- We are taking a step back. We're dialing it down a notch. Uh, Matt, what, uh, what do you got? Uh, I'm first of all, I'm very grateful that I get to spend a portion of my Valentine's Day with two of the loves of my life. Um, I'm drinking Chardonnay because, <laughs> because, but I will say I, I bought it like three days ago in anticipation for this uh, podcast and I splurged, meaning that I actually spent a good a good deal of money because I knew it was going to be on Valentine's Day too. So it's like a two for one. Like I poured myself a half gallon of it in my giant wine glass and Jeremy's like watching me pour more and more and more. And he's like, what is wrong with you? Why are you? And I was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be up there for like an hour. And I was like, but it's, it's also good quality <laughs> wine. So like, that's if that makes any difference at all. It turns out it doesn't. Um, yeah. So delicious. Uh, honestly, I don't, I, it's a, it's a Sonoma County Chardonnay. I can't remember what the brand is, but it doesn't matter because they're not paying us. Uh, it's delicious. I had some tequila earlier, and that's where we are. What about what M? What do you drink? What kind of main wine are you swilling? It's it's literally made out of maple syrup and and moose droppings. <laughs> it's as main as you can get. My goal for myself was to pick up. Uh, I always like to to try and pick up a wine that I've never had before. Um, so I think I accomplished it with this selection, which is a Cote de, I'm gonna butcher this. So someone who's a little bit more cultured than me is gonna have to step in and save me from myself, but it's a Cote de Gascogne. Phonetically right. it's Gascogne, Gascogne, <laughs> which is not, <laughs> not the right way to say it. Um, so it is Gascony is the name of the region. <laughs> um and it's uh white it's white (laughs) it's from france (laughs) that's all i've got folks nate you know i don't i don't know what that is it's it's a cuvee gros men cuvee gros menzing is the other i'm googling this as i speak i think it's from the it's 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 like a non um i can't remember the right word for it it's burgundy but it's not, uh, you know, like a higher level of it. Gascony. Hmm. I, I don't know much about the wines from there, but I've heard of it before. Well, is it good, Ab? What's that? Does it taste good? I'm about to take my first sip. Um, as you guys know, I literally just blew in the door from my parents' house where I was celebrating my mother's birthday. So, oh. um, happy birthday, mom! Is... I know you're. I know you're watching, listening. Yeah. Well, she just she just learned of the podcast today for the first time, and I was very ambivalent about providing details. I really didn't want her to go poking around looking for it. She didn't know that this is an undertaking of ours. My mother would not approve of, I know various family members of yours have listened in. My mother would not approve of a number of the topics in our repertoire. So I've kind of like kept it under my hat. And it came out today that I was like, oh, I have to get heading back to Portland. And she's like, oh, what are you doing this afternoon? And I was like, I'm podcasting. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, what is the, what's the podcast about? And I was like, oh, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to find it. I speak about your boobs far more than she would probably like. That is exactly, I didn't even want to tell her we had a segment called panties in a bunch because that would be crass to her. So I really, I don't even want to think about how she would react to the bosom discussions, but cheers y'all. I don't think your cheers. last name, it, along with Matt's, I don't believe that either of your last names are included in any of our marketing collateral. So it might be difficult for someone to find it by searching just for your name. But you know, if she really wanted to get aggressive in the hunt, then, then she may be able to find it. She has only the most cursory understanding of like the internet as a thing, blessedly. Um, oh, and to let you guys know, this wine is delicious. So good. Uh, um, Nathan, you fucked up. You said 
Well, yeah, I blew it again. I mean, it wasn't like I blew it on purpose or it for the, or in a big way, but I saw, I got a, you know, these like wine subscription services. So I got, mm-hmm. I was bamboozled into signing up for one with a huge discount on the opening order. And they have shocking. <laughs> well, listen, this, I actually, here. this should be, I mean, I didn't even get upset about it. It should have been, it should be a panties in a bunch, but I wasn't mad, but it was like order using your chase credit card for 50% off, you know, plus 20% off your first case you know, if you order 12 bottles, you know, normally it's four per month, but if you get to, I'm like, all right, like whatever, fuck it, let's do it. So then I order it, place the order. It's all, she, everything's 50% off. Then the next day they email me and say, oh, one of the bottles we're not allowed to ship to the state of New York. So, you know, we'll process the order and we'll send you the 11 bottles. But because it was 11, not 12, they took the discount off. So then I'm trying to deal with this customer service person. I'm like, this is, you realize this is a joke, right? Like you guys should have said, oh, that bottle's not, like clearly I ordered the 12 to get the discount. Like you're not gonna pull the wool over my (laughs) eyes with this one. Like the only reason I'm even involved with you is because of the discount. Anyway, so, but they have cool, it's called, it's Wink, which is the one that's like big advertising push. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen it before. I don't know if they have the same discounts anymore. This was a couple of weeks ago, but they had all these cool American. They have other countries too, but they had all these cool American white wines, these different blends and stuff. And I wanted to debut one when I knew we were doing white wine today, but we drank it all yesterday. All of the cool, fancy white wine is, has been consumed. So I'm sticking with a, with a old workhorse of uh, that Kim Crawford Sav Blanc. And uh, uh, don't, don't sleep on some Kim Crawford Sablon. <laughs> I love Kim Crawford Sablon. And funny story, too, speaking of parents not liking this, when Jeremy and I went back to Ohio for Christmas, um, the one of the first nights, my mom, who is not a big drinker, got hammered because she basically had like one full bottle of Kim Crawford Sablon, like drunk off her ass, like. We were playing Pictionary. She fell off the couch all <laughs> on Kim Crawford Sablanc. Because she's like, this is just so good. So anyway, that's... It gets I, the I, job listen, done. Don't, I had a bottle of it last night. I'm listening. I'm not talking don't shit. On, don't sleep I on wanted, Kim Crawford. I'm glad that wine delivery services came up already because I really wanted to shoe I've, I've got a couple of like strong shoehorns tonight that are not necessarily in line with our discussion, but I really want to just like, I got to, I got to get them in because they're, they're good. They're good discussions for, com- for they're good conversational fodder. And I also haven't eaten since breakfast. So this, this white is going down. Here we go. <laughs> it's really lubricating the shoehorn as it were, um, which is a graphic phrase. I don't ever want to repeat, <laughs> but my, <laughs> one of my friends from high school uh, and who is like a, a beloved coworker at my first job, um, and a, just a really great pal. Uh, we just, we both live in Portland now. Um, and, uh, she, we haven't like been super in touch, but we've kept like, you know, social media and all that. Like we've kind of kept abreast of each other's goings on and stuff. And like, she's a really cool person. And she was always one of those friends that was like cooler than I was. So I always felt like a little bit cooler by association or whatever. Anyway, so she started this um, little wine delivery. She's a wine salesperson in her life. And because of COVID has started this really cool um, wine delivery service where she select like hand selects options from her catalog and will deliver them to you uh, doorside. And so I made my first purchase from her last this past weekend and in in anticipation of this podcast right because we had already queued up that we were going to do a white wine for this episode and I selected a a mix and match you know so I bought three bottles and left it up to her discretion to decide which ones and they're all like nicer bottles they're definitely nicer than I would select for myself and like it's a more discerning selection right so like I'm paying not only for the convenience of this delivery which is really cool but also for like someone who knows wine making a selection for me. So it's like a really cool kind of bespoke service. Um, And unfortunately she didn't include a white, which is fine. I didn't specify a white. I just kind of assumed it was two reds and a rosé. 
and the rosé looks really good. I'm really excited to pop that. But um, I know we're not doing a, a red wine episode, so this is why this is a shoehorn. And I'm just like, I can see <laughs> Matt's fury, just like his face is like apoplectic as I as I go further and further off book. But this is a, it's called Saint Ray, and it's a Zinfandel. And if you guys ever get a chance to pick this bottle, if you ever see it around and pick it up, I would never buy a Zin for myself, like. It's typically not something that I reach for off the shelf, but it is, I haven't finished it yet. I brought it with me because I'm hoping to drink the rest of it after I finish this glass and then carry on <laughs> the night with the white. I don't have to work tomorrow. So oh, nice. um, thank, thank God, <laughs> just the stars of a line that it's a wine episode and I don't have to work tomorrow because we know what happens on the wine episodes. But um, what is it? President's I just, Day? I think, yeah. Oh yeah. Ow. I just hit First myself in the face. That's any, any indication of how tonight's going. But anyway, so I just wanted to shout out the Juice Caboose, which is the most hilarious name for a delivery wine service. And uh, Lucy's Venture, and I just think it's really cool. It's it's Portland specific, so unfortunately I can't like send her off to long distance deliver to you guys. But a really cool concept, and I'm sure that I'll be discussing some of the other wines that she features on fu- further episodes, future episodes. We used to call uh, Nate the Juice Caboose. <laughs> I don't know why you stopped. That, I love that nickname. That must be a that must be a pet name between the two of you. I never use that one. That we must be one of those. We all have Nate, names. Matt, Nate and Matt special time names. There was a lot of that. Uh, well, <laughs> good good roundup of the beverages. Um, I am obviously suckered into delivery services, whether it's magazines, now wine, anything that's a pyramid scheme subscription, I'm a sucker for. So it's probably good that the juice caboose won't deliver to my apartment because I could just <laughs> easily get bamboozled. Um, all right. Well, what uh, we're going to do the segments in the right order today. So we're going to be stuck on some things first because I'm taking my hosting responsibilities very seriously so matt what are you what are you uh... matt what are you stuck on you little bitch i am stuck on what is it can't let it go what are you stuck on you're stuck on it tell me what you're stuck on what am i what am i stuck on um i just as a as a misnomer side note to um, the Salt Witch. I am actually going to, I'm just calling it a semi-audible, I'm actually going to give up my later segment about my panties being in a bunch so that Emily can tell a story in its entirety that is just like perfection. So just wanted to, if that was, if she was going to shoehorn that in here, I just want to let her know no, she gets a, she gets a spotlight <laughs> on her. Um, an official segment. An all official my things, se- I mean, this is some good shit. Um, <laughs> so, but no, so so I, you know, what what am I stuck on this week? So we got a um, what's it called a, a camera system chime or whatever you know those things where they ring your doorbell and. Um, as part of it, it's actually pretty interesting because like you could just see shit going on all the time. But there's also this aspect of na- like neighborhood watch kind of where people can like report, oh, somebody stole a package off my front porch or there was a hit and run. Does anybody have like, you know, your footage of it, whatever. But like this like live feed through the app, which is like, normally I don't care because there's nothing that interesting. However, Over the last, I want to say, month or two, the number of sort of um, apocalyptic warnings that people send through this app around there being a fox sighting, like a fox, is crazy. And I I don't know much about fox. Is fox plural? Foxes? Um, Foxes. But it is like red alert in this area. I don't know if they like eat dogs or something, but anytime there's like a fox sighting, I get like multiple, they're like fox sighting, uh, like Bloomfield and um, Chester Street. And it's like, what, what can a fox do? Like what, like we live in, you know, sort of almost just suburbia outside of New York in New Jersey, like, but the, but I've, I'm seeing like 
crazy amounts of fox sighting, like alerts and warnings. And I just, I just cannot, I can't get over it. I'm just like, is there something I'm missing? Should I also be afraid of foxes? Are they going to, we don't have any animals, <laughs> but it's, it's, and everyone, and like the people like chime on, they like, they like, like, like the comment, like, oh yeah, we had one over here too. <laughs> everyone be safe. And it's like, be safe from what? Like, what is a fox going to do? I don't think they attack. I don't think they attack humans. No, I don't think so either. And it's like a small dog. I don't know. But I, I just like, and I've been doing some research, and like, no one, there isn't a lot of research out there why people are so, you know, rambunctious about these fox, the foxes. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's been um, prevalent here where I live in my neck of the woods, and I just can't. Yeah, I've just been thinking about it a lot. I think, I mean, I don't want to like, this This is kind of dampening the spirit of inquisition that we have going around fox behavior, but I do live in the middle of the woods, obviously, in a hut on chicken feet and Baba Yaga, spoiler alert, but um, from what I know of foxes, I think the only distinct threat in like a suburban neighborhood like yours would be rabies, and that could be something that folks are worried about because of like house yeah. pets and like, or they're like, other than that, they just like get into your trash. They're like pretty, like, yeah, they're like little dogs. They're really cute and they don't really like people. So rabies is the only reason, but like, I mean, you, if I recall, it was like sensational when you saw like a deer in your yard. So yes, it's yes. not like you're living in like a rural woodland, you know, you're not like snow white in the woods, like feeding deer out right. of the palm of your hand, which is what I do every day. But so maybe it's just like people being excited about that. I, it just is always funny because there's no, and you know, I, listen, I grew up in Ohio. My dad is like, he lives basically like in the wilderness of Ohio. Like I'm not like, you know, a stranger to some sort of like, I mean, I'm not certainly a main person, but it's just, a, it's because it's, it's like everyone, you know, someone like Chip in Montclair is like, there's a fox sighted on first in Broadway and then like Carol's like yeah saw him over here and it's just like are we tracking the fox are we I, I just it just and then, and then, but then for me it's more like the first times I, I saw it I'm like oh that's kind of cool but then it's like am I not fox prepared like should I know more about foxes I don't know anyway so I've been thinking a lot about foxes is my is the moral and also the last part is that apparently when like the, I, I, in my research, I found out like when the, the women foxes are in like heat and like they're like screaming for like the dudes to come bang them, it sounds like wow. a woman screaming. Cause like, there's been also a few things where someone on this, this like safety app has been like, oh, I hear a woman screaming on, and these like the cross coordinates. And then it'll be like, oh no, it's probably just a woman fox, like looking to get banged. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, it's been a thread. It's been a thread. You've so. done some interesting research about this subject, my friend. I'm sucked into it. I don't, you know. Anyway, that's what I, that's what I'm stuck on. Relatable. I too have screamed for love at various points <laughs> in my life. So hate, I, yeah. I empathize. Yeah. I, uh, also, everyone's been inside for a real long time at this point. So like foxes might be the most interesting thing going on for. I'll take it a lot of folks and you know what exactly it's better than tv so uh nate what's uh what's on your mind kid? there's a there's another app that's not affiliated with the any of those fancy doorbells but the citizen app which i'm sure well, is in other places i could say, say grinder <laughs> no 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 i keep that to myself but my wife's obsessed with this citizen app. And every time there's an alert of anything in our area involving crime of any sort, she tells me, and uh, it's very annoying, but uh, she enjoys learning about the crimes being committed in our neighborhood. No, I am, I am stuck on, and I alluded to this last week a little bit, but I, the, the Sunday scaries have come back into my life in a big way. And it is not something that I even anticipated. And certainly it wouldn't have prevented me from going back to, to work, but I was unemployed a couple of years ago for a few months and then my COVID unemployment. And I just completely forgot that 
it, when you have to go to work or work on a Monday, that Sunday is just a terrifying day all day. Yeah. So, you know, not that I was getting so wild on Sundays throughout the course of my fun, fun unemployment, but uh, it's like setting in hard. It's my second official Monday. And I'm really, uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm looking forward to it because work has been great, but the scaries are not to be underrated. I will say too, I found that this, well, I've never really been a, a Sunday scary kind of guy, but, um, you know, there's a certain level of like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, go back to work. However, for everyone being remote, or at least I'm remote, like it, it makes it a little bit less shitty, right? Like to not have to go through the motions of like, getting dressed, driving to work. Like, I mean, it's not as bad when you just have to like turn your computer on. I don't know, at least I've, I've found that. But again, I don't really fuck with that stuff. I'm you sure have that luxury. I do, I do. But yeah, so that's my, that's my, what I've been stuck on all weekend, just terrifying myself into uh, what tomorrow will bring. <laughs> and what you got? So you guys know, and it sounds like that, Dana might be on this train with me from her love of the citizen app, but I'm a true crime. I'm one of those true crime bitches that's like super into all the like spooky murder mystery stuff that has so populated our conscious conscience and social conscience in the last couple of years. And there is this new series out um, that is called true and it's, it's not really queued up because it's kind of more, it's like the just all, everything about it that's like been around for years and years, but it was just like one of my first true crime loves that has come back around because there is this new Netflix series that came out last week called Crime Scene. And it's about the death of Elisa Lam at the Cecil Hotel in LA. Um, and it's a really ubiquitous story in the true crime connoisseur, um, you know, like, like the, encyclopedia of you know true crime occurrences have you guys heard about it elisa lamb or the oh Hotel? listen not yeah. only have i heard about it but i watched oh, every single episode oh in a binge so you're on the train in a binge today no i told you guys this is not turning into a fucking real crime <laughs> fucking podcast we gotta keep shit moving this is what i get for trying to profile and being like oh this like like the you know 30 something white woman or sorry if she's younger than that um is a, you know into true bleep all this out this is just embarrassing um but like <laughs> profiling that like the you know young white woman is into true crime and not the 30 something year old white man that's inappropriate profiling on my part so but Nate I know you like to go down these wormholes alongside me too in terms of the weird stuff and like some of the the creepier otter stuff in the news so I'm curious I haven't finished it yet I'm on like I'm halfway through like the third out of four episodes so I'm just curious about your like no spoilers you know kind of because Matt seems riveted and he's so really turn, engrossed so, by this topic so also turn into tune into Nate and Emily talk uh true crime podcasts anywhere else you find your podcasts no <laughs> no it's good that. it's good sometimes with those things they make it too it's too drawn out and too they go down too many rabbit holes of things. It's just like a diversionary tactic, but I thought this, I mean, it's four episodes. They're like a little less than an hour each. So it's totally, I mean, I watched them all today between the hours of 10 30 and 2 30 PM while it's laying on my <laughs> couch in a heap of man. Um, but yeah, you, it's good. It's right men, up. And it's, you were in a heap of men. A heap of just of just my yeah. Let's maybe we're gonna bleep that part out too. Things are getting weird. Um, again, again, something we used to call him in grad school. Heap of man. It's just it's it's right up your alley. Number one in the USA today, according to Netflix. If we believe their algorithm, which you know we've debated this before, um, it's just one of those things that is an unsolved mystery. It's it's heartbreaking and tragic because a young woman's life was lost. But there are also so many elements of it that are unknown. And I remember reading about it back in the day. It, this, the, 
crime occurred in 2013. And so it's been around and discussed for years, especially amongst the people of the internet. So I've been fascinated by it by a while, but I watched you know, the majority of the series and revisited the story and rekindled my interest in it and proceeded to listen to four or five podcast episodes back to back about it on my drive to my parents yesterday. So I am just in the thick of it. And it, it is truly, I'm truly stuck on this idea the not knowing for me is the most fascinating part yeah i don't want to engage uh in the conversation further because we i'm sure it will it will get crazy with these two i will say i i do like a true crime podcast or or show but i need to have um a solution at the end i need to have closure like it doesn't i don't i don't like going through it and then not knowing who did it or how they did it like that to me brings no joy so i have to have it has to be a closed loop for me like i need I to know with you yeah i can't do unsolved mysteries the, yeah. everyone's obsessed with the new seasons of that on netflix and everything and i tried but i can't it it, it is frustrating for me that you don't know at the end of of them they're they're truly unsolved mysteries yeah, I think that we I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, like how you started it. You're like, I can't. I this can't. Has, this brings me no pleasure. I want to call it like the cue. Cued up. What do you listen to? What do you consume? What do you want? What are you watching? That's my cue. Yeah. Well, this episode, this episode of the pod is going to be all about TV. My cued up is probably going to be short and sweet because this is probably not a show that you guys like or will ever watch, but I am very excited for it to return because it's it, one of my favorite shows and it's season four premiere was pushed back a long time due to COVID and not being able to film, but it starts in a, like a week. Uh, it's called Snowfall on FX and it is a fictional portrayal of when crack started in South Central Los Angeles and it is very cool i mean it's you know got the police and the drug dealing element of it and i just like the main actor who i'm seeing now and like more movies and things that are coming out but uh i do like that genre as well like the rising drug lord and uh you know all the intrigue and stuff about that but uh i don't know if uh you guys would would enjoy that but that's an addicting show they they do a nice job of making everything a cliffhanger like at the end of episodes and there's cool plot lines in it, but snowfall and FX, I think it's the fourth. It's not the fifth. It's gotta be the fourth season. But uh, if you're ever looking for a binge, there you go. Have you guys heard of this or seen any of it? No, actually it hasn't crossed my radar. Me neither, but probably not that surprising. Matt would never watch a show like that anyway. Nah. I do have a friend who is obsessed with mo mob related and mafia related true crime and documentaries, mostly because I think he emulates that lifestyle. So, <laughs> you know, it's something that I could recommend to him that might fall within his his wheelhouse. There you go. At least we got one person on on the on the gravy train <laughs> for this. We're going to call that panties in a bunch. I mean, that's why that's why my panties are in a bunch. Your panties get twisted up a lot. All right. Well, Matt, you've seated your time. You've decided you're going to be just silent, a silent watcher today. So I'm excited to hear what this uh, this story that would allow you to slap the microphone out of your own hand, which has never happened before. So, Wait, so a few things. One, again, another name we used to call you in grad school, silent watcher. <laughs> um no, Emily and I are, well, we, we, the three of us obviously are in multiple chats with multiple different groups. I um, have, I think, probably bitched openly on this podcast about, if not, if I'm not, I will bitch about it openly now. This pod, this, this group chat we're on is known to have, you know, you, you turn your head for an hour, you come back, there's like 180 missed texts, which is infuriating to me uh what was it like four days ago five days ago was one of those days and i was like these fucking idiots what are they all talking about however i went and i looked back and emily told this story which is honestly i've laughed about it out loud i told jeremy it is and i it, it 
<laughs> I don't know. It, it just hits so good. So I just wanted to make sure there was space. I don't want her to shoehorn it in. I want, I want, I want her to tell it in full detail. He wants to make sure I can air it out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Maddie. That's very, it's very altruistic of you uh, to make room for this narrative, which it certainly deserves some space of its own. I have been reckoning with this event for a few days now. Truly life-changing. Um, definitely in the, in the highest echelons of most embarrassing things I've ever done. I'm not still, I'm not still quite great with how it played out, but I found that, you know, much like any trauma, uh, discussing it, uh, letting it see daylight has been a great, a great, um, you know, absolver of, of the latent Catholic guilt I carry around. So without further ado, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, early last week or midweek, you know, I hadn't quite been feeling great, you know, combination of just you know, like the pandemic kind of ennui that's enveloped us all. And I was having a really high anxiety day and I was just like very distracted. So I did as most of us do at some point throughout our day, some online shopping. And I was browsing Instagram actually when I saw an influencer that I follow, more on that later because it is relevant, uh, had, had posted a photo wearing a top um, and she had advertised the bra that she was wearing underneath it because it was, it's billed as a frontless bra. Um, and again, more on, more on what it's called exactly and why later. But I was intrigued because I was like, this is, you know, this, this is the holy grail of, of lingerie or support garments for women is like a good, ask any woman and they will tell you no matter what size bust or what size body they have, finding a, a good strapless bra is really difficult. Um, especially for the larger chested of us. It's just, it's kind of, you know, this great white buffalo of undergarment. And so this contraption, I, I dare not even call it a bra, is literally like two paddles held together by a U-shaped bar. And it is called a bra oh kit. So it's not even, you know, technically just like a bra as we understand it to look like or be shaped like. And, you know, I was browsing around the website. I was reading some reviews and I saw that there was a discount code. So I popped it into my cart. You know, I had no intention of making a purchase. I haven't gone anywhere in the last year where it's necessary to wear a strapless bra, let alone this like very intricate device. Um, I'm, you know, it's aspirational online shopping. Like I can't wait for the day when I'm wearing you know, going out clothes again. Pop it into the cart, having my little daydream about wearing pretty dresses again, trying to check out how much this code is going to take off. You know, instead of just doing the mental math, I was like, what's the thing called? The code. Now, the tricky thing is, is that this online retailer um, that provides this undergarment uh, uses ShopPay, which is Shopify's online payment mechanism. <clears throat> and ShopPay saves your payment information without asking you or telling you. And it's supposed to be for consumer convenience, right? So you don't have to put your credit card information in every time. You don't have to put in your billing address every time. However, the tricky thing about this particular transaction is that the last time I had used ShopPay, it was uh, to input my company's credit card information uh, belonging to our director of strategy <laughs> uh, and it had stuck because shop pay was making it so convenient for me and and on top of that the billing address and shipping address was to our uh, associate uh, web developer who is a young man um, who who has no use for um, a, a, well, a, undergar a support yeah. undergarment. Well, no not making, as it's been pointed out to me many times, I shouldn't make assumptions about you what people do in their off time. Yes. Um, that said, he's a much smaller bodied person than me. So the odds that he needed the voluptuous pads to affix to this undergarment that I also put in my cart. Uh, so this is where it gets interesting. So it is called a frontless bra. 
The brand name is Mrs. Kisses. So hold on, sorry, just take a moment. Mrs. Mrs. Kisses. Kisses. Colon the frontless bra. Spelled out Mrs. M-I-S-S-E-S. Kisses. Was accidentally purchased and sent, ostensibly sent, to a colleague purchased using the company credit card. My employer's credit card. A transaction was made for Mrs. Kisses, colon, the frontless bra, accidentally using my work payment information that I had used to send a get well gift to this colleague earlier that, in the week or the week before. That, that alone is like, is, is horrifying. But what I, yeah. what, what, what really for me does it is the, is the, is the next part. So I'm mortified, of course, like I feel like the heat rising in my face. And at the same time, I'm like shaking and, you know, having chills because this is like everyone's worst nightmare, right? Like the only silver lining to this was that the influencer who had pointed me in the direction of this product is a sex worker and hawks sex toys on a regular basis. So I'm just glad that it wasn't something else she was promoting that I had in my cart and used the company credit card for, you know what I mean? So of course, this was, this was not, I was not trying, this was not a, I, was, I wasn't trying to scam the company out of bra money, out of frontless bra money. Like this was a complete and total accident. So of course I immediately emailed the company and said, cancel this order. Oh my God, like this is a mistake. Please God cancel this order as soon as you can. I emailed like seven different times this company in, in the course of like a minute and a half trying to like get them to cancel the order and I sent this long and detailed very implicating email to the director whose credit card the name is under as well as the accountant for our company and was like I'm so sorry please understand this was a mistake I had no idea that the payment information was saved this will never happen again I've deleted it from every place it's been saved in my browser da 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 da, da. and it, they were super understanding I mean I work for great people, pretty casual work environment, very accommodating. Uh, the director is a, a young woman, you know, herself. So like that helps because she was able to see the humor in it because she too has been suckered into, you know, targeted marketing. Um, we had a laugh about that. And I was like, you know, someday I'll find this funny. And she's like, if it's any consolation, I find it funny now. Like, this is a pretty, this is a pretty good story. So you know, our accountant gets back to me and, and he's like, yeah, no problem. Thanks for letting me know. What's the name of the vendor so that we can flag the transaction and make sure that it's refunded. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's Mrs. Kisses, spelled it out. And uh, I didn't elaborate. And he just sent back an email and all it said was, thank you. So of course, <laughs> You know, any your imagination can take you anywhere with this product. Oh, what yeah, it might yeah. be. That was when I got fired. The week before Valentine's Day, like context. <laughs> There's no context. You know, the details can kind of write themselves. Lo and behold, the because it was processed through a payment like third party, like a, a merchant, there was no need for me to let accounting <laughs> know that I had made a purchase from Mrs. Kisses because it went through as a Shopify transaction. So not only had I implicated myself in online shopping during work hours, making unauthorized purchases with the company credit card, making an embarrassing purchase with the company credit card. It wasn't a fucking plant or like a bookstore or dog food. It was a frontless bra with voluptuous sized cups to attach to it. And I made sure to let them know that I had done this, that I had made this purchase from Mrs. Kisses. When at the end of the day, all I could have said was, hey, accountant, there's an unverified Shopify payment that's going to be refunded on the card, just so you know. And that would have been that. I, honestly, and I watched, I lived this like in real time because she, you know, <laughs> I was, when she when she first yeah. did it, she was like, oh shit. It reminds me, it reminded me of the, um, time when this is probably like what five or six years ago nate when you bought those nipple clamps using the tga friday's corporate card you remember that um but but (laughs) no that was not why you got fired um no it was just like living through and i and i think i told you i've done this i've i've bought things 
uh, with the company card before because it was, you know, it was loaded in, but you know, it was for me, thankfully it was like clothes or whatever, but just the process, like being so mortified, what, what the kicker for me was just that you had to tell this, this presumably like young white dude accountant that's from Mrs. Kisses. I got, the only thing worse would be you giving him like the actual receipt where it was like shelf, shelf bra and voluptuous titty pads. It was just, I mean, it just, it read like, honestly, uh, some sort of um, <laughs> like movie or, or TV show. Like it was just perfect. I'm glad, you know, every single person that I have told this to has received bounteous, copious laughs and so much joy. One of my friends was, she was very honest, I have to admit, and I appreciate her honesty. <laughs> she, you know, I sent her the the kind of live recount of what had just transpired around the same time that I had sent it to the group chat. And her response was, you know, a lot of laughter, lots and lots of laughter. And then I know I should feel bad for you, but I don't. This is just too good. <laughs> she's like, I'll feel sympathy for you once the glee wears off, but this is the most fun that I've had in ages. So I'm really going to enjoy what lasts. And <laughs> I'm like, A, you were honest. And B, if my misfortune, which at the end of the day, you know, no harm, no foul. No one was harmed in the purchase of this frontless bra. Like at the end of the day, people received a lot of joy from it for which you know, I'm grateful to be able to provide that. So. But one last question though. Are you receiving said shelf bra and voluptuous titty pad? Alas, no. The transaction was what's canceled. Uh, and as I said, you know, I have no need for a frontless bra at this time of my life. Bad, bad taste in your mouth too, right? Like just spit tainted. Well, oh no, I'm going, I'm going back for that bitch. As soon as, you know, as soon as the quarantine years have passed us by, I am going to parade around in that puppy proudly. And I did, you know, I did receive an email. It's apparently a startup sized company because the email was from the founder of the company. And I responded directly. And I said, I just got to tell you the story. I got to tell you why I'm canceling this transaction. And I was like, I hope this gives you or your team a chuckle but just know this is what shook out. And she did appreciate it greatly. And she's like, that's hilarious. Please keep us in mind for further purchases. <laughs> well, so. I, will, I would say that you certainly can't hold yourself accountable and feel bad for not realizing that it was going to say Shopify and not the vendor, because I don't think that many people would necessarily know that unless they've like done that before. I would have, I would have had no clue. Right. How was I to know? I mean, I don't blame myself for, I, I, there's no blame to be had. Like it was a, a literally an honest mistake. It's just the consequence, like the consequences were just, it was mortifying. It was just I mean, it, it, like mortifying. Matt said, it certainly could have also been a way weird, like there's like, it is like a funny bra and whatever, but yeah. it could have been something like way weirder. Like, I mean, I don't know what other weird shit you potentially buy and keep keep in the private <laughs> sphere of your life he knows, like, he knows. it obviously could have been way worse like there's nothing wrong with like buying a bra i mean online shopping during the day like during work i mean whatever i mean like everybody does it but it's yeah. funny it's uh that's a good one i liked it thanks <laughs> i'm glad to hear it yeah like i said still recovering it's still you know vaguely mortifying but i'm glad to be able to pervade joy I'm sure that no one did not enjoy that story and you're spreading it far and wide. So the pain must be dulling itself. At least to Azerbaijan. Us and our three Armenian listeners got a real kick out of it. Uh, No, that was good. I'm going to, I'm going to tell people about that. Cause uh, it's getting some traction. (laughs) I have to actually tell the story to anyone that I want to, because no one listens to the podcast and could hear it from, from, (laughs) from your, your, your retelling which would be better than mine uh no listen if i ever make it on the moth that's this is my my shot so there you go all right well so i'm just confused at this point like i don't know i got a lot of sauvignon blanc in me and uh the segments are all mixed up so i think now is the time when we have things that we are looking forward to so looking forward to that you gotta have something to look forward to wait what what is it that you were looking forward to it honestly like sauvignon blanc 
that that's what it takes to get you confused. I mean, Jesus Christ. The scary I've seen you take I've seen I've seen you take about a third of a cup of cocaine to your face <laughs> while like wow. non mushrooms and still be able to drive a car and yet a, a glass of Sauvignon Blanc is confusing you as to where we are. The scariest uh, are slapping in the Sauvignon Blanc and just all uh, sorts yes, of bad stuff. Yes. Right now we think about yes, we end the show with something we are looking forward to this upcoming week. So I think, um, can you, having recounted that horrific story, I think, what are you looking forward to this week? This week, snow up. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so this week is, not, not to bring it down to go up, but it is hopefully, fingers crossed, the last procedure of my brain journey <laughs> um so if all goes well i will get to come off the meds that i was on to handle the situation and be medically cleared by my neurologist so you know i don't want to get preemptive with my my uh anticipation but if all goes well um you know by this time next week i should be entering a new phase of life and i'm pretty stoked about that that's very exciting that's a very exciting and, and worthy um, call out. That is a follow that ad, up. Yeah, I don't. Mine is not even close. That is something <laughs> truly to look forward to. But I was cleaning out um, like old papers and all this stuff that I had, and I actually brought a box of all this old stuff from my parents' house to my apartment to just go through it while I had some downtime. And I found two disposable cameras that I don't know exactly from when they are from, but I could tell you that I have not used them since like, like some people still love doing that. I mean, obviously it's way less popular than it used to be, but I certainly have not used one of those since cell phones had even the most rudimentary cameras on them. So I have to imagine that these are from at least one of the first two years of my undergraduate college, which was 2000, wait, well, 2003, 2004. So I don't even know if they're capable of being developed, but I found, like I went to Dwayne Reed and they were like, we can do that still, but like we don't have the envelopes that we use to mail them to the fulfillment center. And like, no one's come in and asked about that. Like as long as I've worked here and I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of embarrassing, but I found- well, just, go, just, just go across the street to the other, the Dwayne Reed across the street from the Dwayne Reed. <laughs> well, she didn't know. So then I found a uh, specialty photography place that apparently still does it. So I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I'm going to go drop them off this week and Hopefully they turn out some pictures from when I was a young buck using a disposable camera in college. So I'm looking forward to hopefully um, getting some funny pictures back from that. Two things. One, you should ping because you know he knows all about. Oh my god! Don't even remind me of that person. Pictures and he didn't he own a Kodak store or something. He revolutionized um, photography. Revolutionized. Number two. <laughs> I would wager there's at least one picture, if it's from college, of your like bare ass. Probably. Honestly, probably. And I mean, the thing that I'm hoping is that they've been sitting in my parents' garage since whenever I left them there. And I haven't lived with my parents since, you know, summer times in college. So I think they probably just were like in the dark garage, like hanging out. So we'll see. There might be some some pure gold there. Uh, that's actually great that's actually fucking amazing so we'll see um well i'm also now looking forward to that and receiving <laughs> my my uh picture of uh nate's bare ass for me i have a annoying super annoying one i was telling nate earlier i'm uh single-handedly renovating our upstairs bathroom and it's been quite the fucking deal so looking forward to that being done. Looking forward to putting up some fixtures and um, that's about all there is and enjoy. And then I am also on uh, Fox duty at my local 
Foxwatch um, community organizing events. So yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. Fully domesticated. I never thought I'd see the day when you went from a feral, feral man running the streets to doing bathroom renos and looking forward to participating in the neighborhood watch and renovating the bathroom. Well, so the 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 bathroom, yes, is is like out of character. However, I'm trying to. Um, infiltrate the local Fox Watch, m- turn them all into communists. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's an ulterior motive there, but yeah, no, for sure the 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 bathroom is um, it's a wild card for me. Anyway, um, I'm also excited for both of yours. To be honest, it's that's uh, it's going to be a positive week this week, kids. No I expect to see up. photos of both. I want to see photos of both baby Nate and his all his shenanigans <laughs> and also the bathroom when it's complete. It's either end of the spectrum, really. We have truly presumably what is the height of immaturity and then we have the height of domesticity. <laughs> so we're covering both ends of the spectrum. I don't want a picture of that bathroom. Just let me know when it's done. I'll come over there and give it a test run for you. Yeah, I bet you will. I think, yeah, we were actually side note. We'll, we'll talk about when you're going to come <laughs> over and take a shit in my toilet. Hey, I didn't say <laughs> that. What no, are we drinking? You said it. What are we drinking next recording there, big fella? Uh, so the wine wine hit pretty hard, not going to lie. Um, I think we're going to go, what is it going to be? It's still February, right? So let's do. Sorry, I yawned. You could cut that out. Um, white rum. I think I still have some white rum, but no. Also, remember when you were like black rum? Black rum isn't a thing. It's dark it is rum, and white rum. Oh yeah, yeah, so. dark rum. You're right. Yeah, yeah, not dark rum. Yeah, dark rum. Yeah, yeah. So white rum. I think we got to keep it tropical up in this mug. You know, we're still. Oh wait, you know the barrel of the winter. You know what I'm thinking of is Gosling's Black Seal Rum. That's the name yes. of it. But that's black dark seal. rum. But the name. Yeah. All right. So I'm not right. completely off the wall. I mean, I am, but all right. So light rum, white rum, anything in particular, or just pick a cocktail and use the rum. Pick a cocktail, use the rum, keep it fresh, kids. Keep it fresh. Sounds delicious. All right. Keep it fresh, cheese bags. Um, well, on that note, believe in yourselves and never, ever drink cheap Chardonnay. Only drink gigantic glasses of expensive Chardonnay. That or Kim is... Crawford. <laughs> or Kim Crawford. That's true. Sponsor us. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.